Hello, 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 and welcome to the second episode of the Court of Friend podcast. I'm your host, Philip Dyson. Thank y'all so much for all the encouragement and everything um, from last episode. Uh, we had 16 plays, not bad at all. And we are up uh, in our Instagram following, up to 31 followers now. Thank y'all so much for supporting me. Um, and without further ado, let's hop into the topics. I got a lot to talk about this time around. Um, so first off, we're going we're gonna to get into some, uh, some of the new NFL news and the new draft news. So a little, uh, not too much, honestly, going on um, of, from last time other than some people are valuing Justin Fields a little higher. Uh, some would even say is the second pick to the Jets, which I think could be. I mean, I think Justin Fields might be a safer pick than Zach Wilson. Um, that's just my opinion now, um, which is interesting. Uh, but a really interesting thing uh, that is just being talked about today, I'm recording this uh, on Tuesday, what is it, the, uh, the 27th. So you'll be listening to this tomorrow. Um, Julio Jones, Falcons receiver, future Hall of Famer, uh, is in the is in the trade talks. Uh, the Falcons, they said they were open to trades for anyone, but uh, people, they're they're thinking about uh, trading Julio from. They're getting all these trade calls. Um, we kind of we kind of knew it was about time for both Matt Ryan and Julio, um, as People thought they were both going to get traded, um, and then I think management said no. But this around this time, around draft season, they're thinking about it. They need they need uh, they need a really good defensive player. They just need defense. Uh, and and when and when you have a solid like when you've solidified that pick at number four for Kyle Pitts, I think you can make this uh, make this work um, and trade Julio. I mean, you got Calvin Ridley there. I mean, you still have Matt Ryan. I think their offense is in a really good place, but their defense isn't, and this is where they need to try to get a first-round pick. Um, or they can even trade for a defensive player. I was watching a video. Um, it was Sterling Sharp and Skip Bayless. They were discussing this, and uh, they were talking about – or Shannon Sharp, yeah, he was talking about – like you can't not you can't just take a first round pick or you, sometimes you can't even take a pick at all for him you just need a surefire good defensive player they have Grady Jarrett he's great they have Dante Fowler Jr he's okay but like you're going to need someone big uh to help this defense out Falcons defense one of the worst this is why they are number four. This is why they can't win fourth quarter games. They just need someone. So um, here are some of the places Julio could land. Um, first off, Patriots. That's an interesting thing um, to see because really some of the things the Patriots lack right now, a franchise quarterback, Cam Newton, is not that. I think everyone knows it at this point. Jared Stidham, he's not he's not good. I'm just gonna say that. Um, so what what was projected 
was what the projected trade offer was from the Patriots um, is they were going to give them their 2021 first-round pick that right now it's number 15. Uh, they were projected to trade up into the first round, which I think will still happen. I don't really think the Patriots going to get him. I don't think Bill Belichick would do that. But who knows? He did get Randy Moss um, in 07. So, um, so first-round pick a 2021 sixth-round pick, and a 2022 third-round pick. Now, I think that's just a little bit too much um, for a 32-year-old wide receiver, given it is Julio, one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, Also, Alabama alumni roll tied. I think (sighs) that's just a little bit too much. I don't know. Uh, Next is... The Titans, um, I don't know. There wasn't anything on what they might um, give for Julio, but I think this could be a good landing spot for him. Uh, they just got rid of Corey Davis and Johnny Smith. They are in dire need of help at the wide receiver position. Um, they do have A.J. Brown, really great receiver, um, but he cannot carry this wide receiver core or just the rece- the receiving game on his back. Um, I know the Titans, most of their offense is Derrick Henry, but A.J. Brown can't do it alone in the in the passing game. So I I'd like to I'd like to see I don't know. I could see him other places. Like uh the place I'm about to mention now, the Baltimore Ravens, my favorite place for him to land right now. Um it, uh, the this is Bleacher Report, by the way, that saying uh, that was saying the uh, the projected trade offers for him. So, uh, it says the Ravens receive um, Julio and the twenty twenty one six round pick uh, from the Falcons, and uh, the Falcons would receive their twenty twenty one first round pick, twenty twenty one third round pick, and the twenty twenty two third round pick as well. Um, First round pick, the Ravens have two picks, actually. Um, I forget what the earlier one is, but they did make a trade to get the 31st pick. Uh, they traded away Orlando Brown Jr. Is it, I don't know if he's junior. He might just be Orlando Brown. Uh, but they traded him for um, their, the Chiefs' first round pick. And maybe some. there might have been some other picks sprinkled in there. Um, but... Regardless, I didn't like that trade for, for the for the Ravens. I don't know why they would do that. They kind of destroyed their line because they also got rid of DJ Fluker. They traded him to Miami. Um, so I don't know what the Ravens are doing at the moment. Uh, but they they definitely could give away that thirty first uh, overall pick. To get Julio, that's what I really, what I'd really like to see. Lamar Jackson, really, no, <laughs> no. The Ravens in general need a really, really good starting wide receiver. They need that uh, first string receiver, that really amazing receiver, because they, they don't have that. They haven't had that for years. Probably the best receiver they've had in years was Steve Smith Senior when he was there. Um. I don't know. <laughs> uh, what's it? Marquise Brown. He's too small. I know. 
I know people are going to hate on me for that because I'm giving Devontae Smith praise, but I don't think you can be a number one. Uh, well, I was going to say, I don't think you can be a first string receiver um, and be the only one like that and be so small. But then you see Tyreek Kill. Eh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just don't think it works for the Ravens for that to happen, for them to not get Julio. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, next team is the Jets. I don't see that happening. <laughs> Plain and simple. Sorry, but no. Um, really, I just wouldn't want to see that for myself. I I don't trust that. <laughs> because uh, who's going to be their quarterback? I know they're going to draft either uh, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson. I feel like Julio just wouldn't want that to happen. And it says, yeah, Bleacher Report said they'd give uh, the Falcons the 2021 first-round pick and a 2022 second-round pick. Uh, the Jets have two first-round picks. They have number two overall and I think it was number 18, either 17 or 18, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, and then the next pick, which I'm also very excited about, it's the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Very, very exciting little tidbit there. Um, I like that. I really like that. So uh, my my main thing with that, it's like so many things could happen if they end up doing that. Because so I don't know who they would, what they would give up for him, but if they gave up their first round pick, then the Falcons could have two top 10 picks. But they probably wouldn't give up their top 10 pick. They'd probably give up that number 18. That's right, yeah, Miami has 18. Jets may have something later. I don't know. But Miami has 18, so they could not get Najee in the first round. The Steelers would probably get him, um, which isn't a bad place. But um, they would probably give up that pick instead of the top 10 pick. And then Atlanta could get that pick a little later in the first round to really solidify their defense, which is very interesting, which I would personally like to see. So my top two places for Julio are the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins would kind of destroy that trio I had going to the Dolphins in my last episode, my mock draft. Um, But this is still a Bama trio that's possible to happen. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Okay, um, and yeah, so this Thursday at 7, NFL Draft, I'm having an Instagram Live on the Quarterfin Podcast Instagram page. It'll be there on 7 to the end of the draft. Um, I'm going to give an overview um, of the picks as they happen. I'm going to give my opinions on if I think it was a good pick or not um, and what to see from the future and so forth. Okay, on to the next topic. Um, next topic is music. Music, music, music. So this music has always interested me, been a big part of my life. Um, yeah, I think, and I have a pretty, pretty unique um, music taste for my age, I think. Um, and that's classic rock. I love classic rock, like 70s, 80s, 
heck, even 60s. Um, I love it all. I love it all. But it's I'm not limited to classic rock. I also love like pop music, but like nothing, nothing after 2016. I think just I can't get into everything being rap. I like some rap, but not all rap. Like it's some of this new stuff is just I can't get into it. Um, but yeah, let's hop into that. Um, and with and I'm gonna try to just do something new on the podcast. I'm gonna do a uh, new music find of the week segment, and this will be this seg- uh, this segment right here. Uh, so I was randomly scrolling on my Instagram Explore page, and I came across this video. Now I my Instagram Explore page is many things. <laughs> it's sports. It's classic rock. It's just music in general. Um, and I, I came across this, this video and it instantly intrigued me. I was like, what is this? Who are they? Why does this sound so good? And that video was, um, the Struts, uh, Loki and Love music video. I was, it took my breath away, honestly, it was insanely good um if you don't know who the struts are they are a um rock band from the uk uh they're not relatively new they've been around for a while mostly 2010s into now um but i just found out about them and they are amazing (laughs) um so the lead singer uh, Ian Spiller, he gives me major Freddie Mercury and a little bit of Mick Jagger vibes, um, but also unique in his own way, his voice. Um, but yeah, this song, Loki and Love, also, hey, it features Paris Jackson, Michael Jackson's daughter, um, which is very cool. She, like, I think earlier this year, late last year, started her music career. Um, which is very exciting after her dad, who is the best entertainer of all time, Michael Jackson, king of pop. Um, again, all of this is very interesting um, and very exciting. Um, but this song, Loki and Love, is so good. <laughs> I can't explain. I can't stress this enough how good this is. Um, sounds like Beast of Burden, like the music. Um, but if it was in 2021. I know they made the song maybe in 2019, but they just released it with Paris Jackson and it is phenomenal. Like I can't get over how good it is. Most songs that have that sound, um, most people, I think my age wouldn't like it as too, too classic rock. But like when I first found it out, like when I first heard this, I showed it to my friends, and they really liked it. And I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit proud about it. I'm a little proud of that, that I actually can show my friends something and they like it. Um, Music-wise, uh, that isn't like worship music or something else. Um, but, yeah, I, I love this song, and I also checked out a couple other of the Strut songs. They're awesome. They're an amazing band. Um, I look forward to a lot more from them um, because I was honestly impressed by my uh, first impression. So yeah. Um, also <laughs> that video, um, Ian Spiller, 
the mainly the Mick Jagger comparison I had was just his dance moves and how he's dancing on stage. It's like that's definitely Mick Jagger. Um, but his voice is uh, a little. It resembles uh, resembles Freddie Mercury, I think, in some ways, um, but still very unique. And honestly, kind of looks like a Joan Jett mixed with um, Noel Fielding. So I don't know. Uh, but overall, struts I give them ten out of ten so far. I like almost all of it. Well, I'd probably give them a eight point nine out of ten. I like almost all of it. Some of it's a little too um, hardcore rock for me, but overall, eight eight point nine out of ten. Okay, um, but yeah, let me just describe my music taste. I already did a little bit, but let me get more into depth. So. I, oh yeah, I made, um, well, it was last summer, yeah, last summer or last spring, I made a, um, I was going to make a playlist, but I ended up just making it, putting it in my notes because the playlist, Apple Music was being dumb and wouldn't do any of this for some reason. I don't know. Yes, I have Apple Music. Please don't hate me. It wasn't my choice. Um, but yeah, I is a childhood cover album. I at some point I want to do a cover album. My music skills <laughs> they are not great. Uh, I've always tried to play the guitar. I'm not great at it. I can strum some chords, but I am not good. I can't keep rhythm. <laughs> my strum patterns are terrible. <laughs> Um, and my voice at best, if you were putting in a rating in Madden, probably be like a 69. Nice. Uh, I have my moments, but not often. (laughs) And I think I just, when I, when I sing, it's more loud than good. I'm just a loud singer. I don't know. But yeah, so this childhood cover album kind of goes through my life. I think, uh, starting from when I was a young child and when I started to, get more into my style of music and everything. Uh, So let's start it out. So yeah, first song, You're On My Sunshine. I don't know who sings it. It's kind of like a a little bit of a lullaby, nursery rhyme thing. Uh, But my parents always sung that to me uh, when I was going to sleep, always. And it was, it's just the most comforting thing, I think. My mom is the best. I love her so much. So shout out to her. Um, Second, Sweet Home Alabama, Leonard Skinner, gotta have that um, tradition. Uh, Born and raised in Alabama, Huntsville and then Birmingham. Uh, Great, great song. More of an anthem, really, here in Alabama. But, yeah, love that song. Love Leonard Skinner, really, just in general. Um, Third is Long Time Gone by Dixie Chicks. This This is more Huntsville right here. This is... This area, this is Huntsville when I was growing up to the age of four, um, lived in Huntsville. So Dixie Chicks, Long Time Gone, uh, Fly Away by Lenny Kravitz. I remember this song, like, headbanging in the car when I was little to this song. Uh, really good. And then my mom loved Rod Stewart. Um, so I put in Hot Legs and Have You Ever Seen the Rain by Rod Stewart. Um Great song. She was 
love Rod Stewart and always play that in the car along with Dixie Chicks and Lenny Kravitz. So those really were like kind of stapled in my mind. Uh, and then Shout to the Lord by Hillsong Worship. This is just kind of an old uh, worship song that I remember from like being a kid. Um, really good. It hits hard when you get that key change in there. It's amazing. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And then, uh, my grandparents that live in Florence, shout out to Grammy and Grandy. Uh, they, they were into this kind of music. Uh, I would kind of listen to all the, um, music that they had in their, um, CD collection and play it on their stereo and everything and their car. Uh, but rock and roll all night by kiss. They got me into kiss, <laughs> which is one of my favorite bands of all time. I think, uh, they got me into that. And then, uh, Billy Jean by Michael Jackson. They also got me into Michael Jackson. Uh, and they also had like the, the thriller, like kind of short film on DVD. And that scared the crap out of me as a kid. I'd have nightmares about that. Um, and then this one's kind of interesting. Uh, Pay Bo Diddley by Microwave Dave. Microwave Dave is kind of like a, it's more of a local band in Florence. Um, they're actually pretty good. I've seen them live a couple times in some restaurants. Um, but they're, they're pretty good. I like them. Uh, 11. Okay, this is a pivotal moment in my life. This is when I was, let's say I was second grade. A lot of things happened in second grade. Um, I first, well, actually, Alabama won their first national championship 2009, so I was in second grade. Uh, I first learned what the Super Bowl was. It was Colts and Saints. Saints won that year. Uh, I first learned what that was. Um, I've, that's really when I first got into football was that year. Um, I mean, I begged my dad uh, to go get, for us to go get football cards. We kind of went all over the place. I think we went to like Hibbets Sports. I don't know why we went there because I don't think they would have, I think they just <laughs> sell like sports equipment and clothes and stuff. Uh, and then we went to Target and we found some and I got some uh, football cards. And then I learned like some of the greats of that time, like Aaron Rodgers, Adrian Peterson, people like that. Um, and then, and then this one pivotal moment, I remember I was cleaning my room and I'm like, let me turn some music on. Um, and if I can paint you this picture. So in my garage, my parents have their CD collection, like almost all classic rock. Um, and I just took a handful of CDs. Actually, no, I took one CD because I had heard his name before, and I heard my sister like listen to the song before. I'm like, okay, let me try this out. So it is the one, the only Crocodile Rock from Elton John, probably one of my favorite songs of all time, by one of my favorite artists of all time, Elton John. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. Uh, that really started off my entire classic rock journey. <laughs> Uh, no pun intended, <laughs> but um, this really started my whole love of classic rock. Uh, next is Somebody Love Queen, Gotta Love Them. Um, love Me Do by The Beatles, Is I loved all of them. So it was mainly uh, yeah, Elton John, Queen, 
the Beatles, let's see, um, who else, it was, uh, Billy Joel, Billy Joel was another huge one, um, Journey, like I said earlier, uh, the Eagles, um, let's see, Fleetwood Mac was another one, only a couple songs, but still loved them, always popped in the CD whenever I could, Kiss, another one, um, Michael Jackson, yeah, we had that CD, um, actually, no, we didn't have that CD, no, yeah, we didn't have that CD, um, but another thing my dad would do, he would um, put songs, uh, I think, from the CD onto my little iPod shuffle. Uh, somehow he converted that. I still don't know how he did that, but he did it. He's awesome. <laughs> um, I think that was it. Um, not too, Not too wide of a selection, but still enough for me to get hooked on this stuff. I would lay in my bed. So I had this... Uh, Actually, it was my sister's. She had this karaoke machine that, like, stopped working but could still, like, play CDs and stuff. And so I would lay in bed at night and plug my headphones or, like, my earbuds into it and just listen to these and fall asleep listening to these. And it was great. I love – I miss those times so much when I didn't have so many responsibilities. Um, and then, uh, yeah, in, like, 2007 – what – I may have I may have swapped up the time <laughs> time uh timeline in this. Uh but number fourteen, Wanted Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi and number fifteen Roxanne by the police. These are both um songs from Rock Band on the Wii. <laughs> rock band we had that game and we played it like nonstop. It was so fun. We would like have the family over, like some of our extended family, like my aunt and uncle, come over and play this with us. It was so fun. And uh, my mom loved, also loved Bon Jovi growing up. And Roxanne was the song I always sung on that. And my sister would make fun of me, but I don't, who cares? <laughs> I don't care. Uh, okay, and then a little bit of a jump. Um, Nothing too impactful uh, until, it might have been 2015 or 2016. Um, There's this conference my church does called Motion Conference. Uh, It happens at uh, the convention center in Birmingham, BJCC. And I first heard Hillsong United. Uh, They were playing there as a song, Touch the Sky. And I had really never gone all out in worship until they played that, until that year, that motion conference. I was with my sister, her friend, and one of my friends, and I don't know what came over me. I Actually, I do. It was the Holy Spirit, but uh, that's the first time I ever went all out in worship, and I think my sister kind of made fun of me for that, um, and I was a little bit insecure about that, but that was the first time I ever went all out in worship, and I wouldn't trade that moment for the world. Um, ooh, okay, and then number 17's interesting, little backstory, I won't say any names, uh, but it was in 7th grade, and people might be able to figure out this way, but honestly, I don't care, uh, this person knows, it's fine, 
Um, in seventh grade, I had this, <laughs> I had a crush on this girl and it, long story short, it, we're, we're friends now. It's fine, but <laughs> it didn't work out as you can imagine. Um, but this was a song I always listened to, uh, hopefully wanting this girl to go out with me. Uh, me and my friend, uh, Cade would listen to the song we thought was the best, uh, thinking out loud by Ed Sheeran. Uh, amazing song. Ed Sheeran's an amazing songwriter and musician and everything. Um, but yeah, then 18, uh, interesting, interesting little backstory on this too. This was also seventh grade. Uh, first sport I ever did, uh, like for the school, um, was run track. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to hop between parts of the story here, but uh, also on my phone, I don't even think I had a phone then, I think it was still my, well no, I had a phone, I had a phone, um, yeah, and I had like those little MP3 apps that would like transfer it from YouTube to your phone, um, and it was, I, I'm uh, I'm not the only one by ASAP Rocky featuring, or I'm not the only one by Sam Smith featuring ASAP Rocky. Ooh, finally got through that. But uh, I don't know why. And then I didn't even see that song until a couple of years ago, finally like released. I don't know why. But that song was really good. This is the first version I heard of that song. Um, and I honestly couldn't go back to the original. Very good uh, little rap part in there by ASAP Rocky. Um, but I would always listen to that like before meets, like <laughs> acting like I was in my feels or something trying to get in the zone, uh, but that's the song I would listen to, seventh grade, um, and then eighth grade, um, oh, this is both seventh and eighth grade, I started to get into One Direction, uh, it was a little bit of a hidden getting into them, uh, just because One Direction was mainly a girl band, like a girly boy band, uh, but they made some bangers, my god, um, and the main one I listened to was Night Changes, Oh, that song is too good. Um, and actually, one of my friends like admitted he liked it in eighth grade. I was like, "Thank God, I'm not the only one." <laughs> and then also some Ariana Grande um, from around that time. Um, it's like 2015, 2016. Uh, one last time by Ariana Ariana Grande at 20. That was a really good song. Ariana Grande is honestly one of my favorites. Uh, in the pop category, um, she's insane, um, ooh, 21, this is also a pivotal moment in my life, uh, more in the spiritual part of my life, though, and that's, uh, so my church also does this summer internship, uh, called 252, and that's about to start up in the summer again, um, if you're listening to this, and you're in high school, and you go to Highlands, or if you don't even go to Highlands, um, I would, I would urge you to do 252 because it is incredible, incredible experience. I loved it. Um, really grew me in my faith and just made me the man I am today, I think. Uh, but uh, that song is Tremble by Mosaic MSC. Um, it, it just, so Touch the Sky by Hillsong United started my uh kind of love of worship and this just 
furthered it. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it was, I love that song. Uh, 22, this was number 22. This might have been freshman year. Yeah. So I was in, so we had a guitar class, and one of my friends in there, um, I had some interesting people in that guitar class, but uh, one of my friends was a little bit more on the kind of edgy side. Uh, Ooh, wait. Why didn't I? Okay, now that I'm rethinking this. Okay, so um, really, it's my sister that got me into this. Um, is 21 Pilots, uh, but yeah, my sister got me into 21 Pilots, more freshman year, I knew about them 8th grade, and I liked, uh, what was that song, um, I can't think about it, um, I'll just look it up, but yeah, 9th grade, uh, freshman year, my sister was in, my sister was a senior, I was a freshman, she would drive me to school, and we'd always listen to music in her car, um, it was mainly like, uh, yeah, 21 Pilots, um, what's, what's her face? Marina and the Diamonds, Lana Del Rey, and Hamilton was like the main things. Um, uh, main songs we'd listen to. Oh, Stressed Out was the song I was trying to think of. Um, but yeah, so we'd always listen to that in her car. Um, and I, I honestly loved it. I loved 21 Pilots. Me and my sister got really good at the raps and stuff like that, which was interesting for us. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, where am I out on time? I'm good. I'm good. I got a whole nother 30 minutes. Let's go. I can go so far into this. But, um, yeah, so she really got me into that. I loved those mornings uh, we spent together um, listening to music like that. Um but yeah, it was really my friend, this song in particular, um, in guitar class, and he told me about this song that uh, Twilight Pilots was covering called Cancer, and it's by uh, My Chemical Romance, I'm pretty sure. Um, but that song, that was a whole nother level of like mind-blowing from Twilight Pilots for me. Um, I also listened to the original version by My Chemical Romance, and that one's pretty good, a little bit more edgy, but I, I like I like the uh, the Twenty One Pilots version. Okay. Ooh, this <laughs> next couple next couple songs are kind of hard, but you know we're getting through them. I don't resent this at all. I'm not hundred percent true from the heart. Um, Twenty three um, is Electric Love by Borns. I love this song. Um, it's, I don't know, it's just summer vibes is all I can think about when I hear this song. Um, all, yeah, it was freshman year, um, that I first heard this song. Yeah, I, freshman year, and I was, I remember I would, I didn't think anyone could hear my music when I blasted, like, all the volume all the way up, blasted this song in my earbuds, in uh, biology class freshman year, and everyone could hear it along with, uh, <laughs> along with, um, oh, what's that song by Migos? It's like one of their like first hit songs. What? Uh, 
Bad and Bougie. Oh my gosh, how could I forget that? Bad and Bougie, that along with that, but that's not part of my uh, playlist because I'm not trying to cover that. But, so yeah, Electric Love by Bournes, Summer Vibes, that's all I think of. Um, that's really the only song I've heard by Bournes, I think. But again, banger. Um, and, yeah, so it was summer after sophomore year, going into junior year. Uh, me and a couple of my friends um, and my now ex-girlfriend uh, were hanging out at the pool and we would like always play that song and it was awesome. Um, yeah, and then these next couple songs are, are about my ex-girlfriend, uh, Maggie. She's awesome. I, it's all water under the bridge at this point. But uh, yeah, so these are songs. She She influenced my music taste a lot. She introduced me a whole bunch of music. She has an amazing music taste. Um, and yeah, 24, 25, 26. Uh, Best Part by Daniel Caesar. I, I can actually kind of play that on the guitar, which is cool. Daniel Caesar is awesome. Uh, 25, I Love You So Bad by Laney. Laney, if you haven't heard them, please go listen to them now. Laney is so good. Oh my gosh. Um, you can especially listen to them if you're in your feels because they have a lot of sad songs like that. But overall, really good. I have this hat that I always wear. Um, also given to be by Maggie. Um, but it's kind of like a trucker hat, but it doesn't have any like the mesh in the back. Um, but it's my favorite hat. I wear it all the time. Um, yeah, and then 26, Messes Mine by Vance Joy. Vance Joy is awesome. Love him. Uh Several songs I love from him, like Riptide, and there are others. I'm not basic, I promise. Uh, Vance Joy, let's see. Uh, Saturday Sun, Fire in the Flood, uh, Lay It On Me, I'm With You. Great songs by him. And next, uh, this is kind of a rap song, um, and this really just... Um, this is more junior year, yeah, this is junior year, um, Tentacion, rest in peace, uh, the only rapper I, like, really liked for a while, again, not the best, I will say that, um, for my sake, um, but Numb is one of his songs that I really liked, um, it's not really a rap song, more of one of his more, like, alternative kind of rock songs, that one is really good for feels if you're ever sad. Um, and now we're out of, well, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're out of that. Now these are like from the time that I stopped working at Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks in my first job. Um, if you know anything about me, you know I don't like coffee. <laughs> so I only worked there about six months uh, for other reasons, but we're not going to get into that now. Uh, but yeah, I quit Starbucks and started working at this kind of outdoor clothing store, uh, not outdoor as an outdoor. It's like a, it's a store, so it has walls on a ceiling, but, uh, it's like a outdoorsy type clothing, like Patagonia, North Face, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I started working there. I worked there for exactly a year and I loved, I loved it. I loved all the people there that got me into the uh, well, I don't know. I know they played alternative type music all the time, 
and sometimes they'd let you play your own music, and I've played my own music a ton. Um, but to get back on track, um, Kanye West released his Jesus King album uh, around, uh, it was probably maybe December, sometime in there, maybe January, I don't know. Sometime in that little window um, when I was still working there, and I love this whole album. I love the entire album of uh, Jesus is King. And my probably my favorite song is Everything We Need um, by Kanye West. Really great. Has great vibe to it, Kanye West. Um, I like him. I don't care what anyone else says. Yeah, he's says some <laughs> pretty weird stuff. Has some weird views, but I like him overall. Um, is a Christian, as far as I know. So I'm praying for him. And I think y'all should too. Um, next, 29, also Vance Joy, Fire in the Flood. This is another one that they play on the, uh, kind of on the radio throughout the store. Um, really good. I don't know how I missed it. My first go around with, uh, Vance Joy, but it's amazing. Next, kind of another, uh, pivotal point in my little music style journey, life. I don't know, uh, what you would call that, but it is... It's February 4th, 2020. Uh, two of my friends have birthdays on February 4th. Uh, senior year, actually. So this, yeah, 2020. Um, I'm in my macroeconomics class. AP macroeconomics, mind you. I don't know why I took... <laughs> this, also, this is my first uh, AP class. I don't know why I decided to take that uh, my senior year. Um, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't know why I did that, but so it was it was uh, AP Gov and a, AP Macroeconomics I decided to take together. But I was in there, and then uh, in my friend's group chat, uh, they invited uh, me and a couple of other people to go to a coffee shop in Mountain Brook um, and just hang out and kind of celebrate them for their birthday. And that was honestly one of my favorite days. We did a lot that day. Uh, but hung out, celebrated them, had some amazing cookies that had like salt on them, and I never had that combination before, chocolate and salt. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Okay, I'm a cookie connoisseur. That's one thing you need to know about me. So if you ender, ever send me anything, send me cookies, please. I love cookies too much. Um, but yeah, so getting back on track, uh, on the way... I was on my way to my friend's Noah uh, Noah's house for a small group, um, and I decided to play the uh, Bruno Mars album "24 Karat Magic." Oh my gosh! <laughs> and that started really my kind of funky aspect of my music taste. That whole album, except for except for finesse and kind of "24 Karat Magic," I love all those songs. I don't. I don't like finesse because I think Cardi B, Cardi B ruined it. I. I can't. I don't like her. I'm sorry. Um, and then, uh, 24 Karat Magic is kind of overplayed. It's been overplayed. All the rest of the songs, cool funky beat to it. I love all of it. Um, and then, yeah. And so that whole album is just amazing. But that main song that I love from it is Straight Up and Down by Bruno Mars, and it will be played at my wedding despite some of the lyrics being a little too provocative. <laughs> um, next, 31. Um, this is uh, 
Ooh, actually, I do have a story. <laughs> I do have a story for this one. Uh, it was after church one time. Me and my friends usually go out to eat for lunch, like after church. And so we went to this barbecue place, uh, Jim and Nick's. Very good. I recommend it if you live in uh, the Birmingham area. Uh, Jim and Nick's is amazing. And get the cheese biscuits. That's very good. And they also sell them in the store. I have some in my kitchen right now that I need to make. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to make them for draft night Thursday. Don't forget that. Uh, Instagram live. It's going to be draft night. Uh, Instagram live. But, um, yeah. So, after that, we went to my house because I like was going to change out of my church clothes. And my friend, it was me, me and my friend Noah and my friend Jake. But, uh, and Noah is so musically inclined, it hurts. Um, but he picked up my guitar and started playing this song, uh, How Would You Feel by Ed Sheeran. And me and Jake almost cried. It was so good. And it got you in, got, definitely got us in our feels, <laughs> but it was so good. Ed Sheeran, again, I will reinstate this, is amazing. Uh, 32. 32 is interesting. Um, so, obviously, coronavirus hit 2020. Um, and I didn't have to go to school after, really after prom, uh, which was March 15th, or sometime around that, I can't remember. Um, and so a lot of questions were raised about, um, actually, yeah, I was done, by the way, I was done with school. Like they didn't make me do anything, uh, until graduation, uh, which we got to have an in-person graduation, which I'm very blessed and very lucky to have and very grateful for that because that was definitely an amazing moment in my life. Um, but uh, this song, I think, um, kind of sums up that little part of my life. Um, graduation, definitely. I if and one one of the one of the main things I think about this song, I would I would have definitely made an effort to perform this at my graduation if I was more musically inclined. And that song is uh, Vienna by Billy Joel. I don't know how I missed this when I was like super into Billy Joel when I first got into Billy Joel. I don't know how I missed this. It's a banger <laughs> and is kind of gets you in your feels a little bit, but I don't know. Very good. Um, 33 is You by Laney. Um, amazing song. Again, Laney bangers their new album or their new newest album um i think it's called you or it's called mama's boy how i forget that mama's boy uh again yeah me and my ex now ex-girlfriend maggie uh listen to this uh all at once like we told each other like hey don't listen to this until, until we can listen to this together and it was amazing i love this song so much i love laney uh so much 34 34 is interesting um, because, again, I don't know how I missed this in my, like, start, when I started to get really into classic rock, um, but I don't know. So, and I'll just go ahead and say this now, number 34 is Beast of Burden by Rolling Stones, um, but one of the main things I knew grow, uh, growing up was that Beatles were number one and Rolling Stones were number two in, like, all-time classic rock. And I, and I never thought to listen to Rolling Stones for some reason. I don't know how I missed them. But oh my gosh, it's so good. Rolling Stones are so good. And uh, 
yeah, uh, this was kind of transitioned from me working at uh, Mountain High to Hancock Construction, which is my friend's Noah, uh, my friend Noah's dad's company, construction company. Amazing guy, amazing family, amazing company. Um, so blessed to have worked there. Um, that was probably the best work schedule I've ever had. Um, how am I doing on time? Okay, I have about like 12 minutes left. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to speed a little bit through this. But um, yeah, so yeah, Beast of Burden, my, I don't know if I'd say all-time favorite song, but it is definitely up there. Um, such a summer vibe, such a vibe all times. Love the guitar in that. Love the beat in that. Love Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger is awesome. Did I? I hope I said uh, <laughs> that Ian Spiller was like Mick Jagger on stage. I don't know who I said earlier. I hope I said Mick Jagger because that's what I meant. Um, okay, yeah. Thirty. Oh, actually, also, so while I was working at Hancock Construction, I got more into uh, Rolling Stones. I would just listen to all of their music. So good. Again, I don't know how I missed them. They're one of the best. Probably number two, honestly. Uh, still still staying with that. Beatles number one. Okay, 35. Um, another worship song that really just pushed me through to even more, uh, even more spiritual journey. I don't Words don't make sense at this point. Um... But Lord Send Revival by Hillsong Young and Free, so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, so good. So, so good. Um, yeah, and then 36, another band <laughs> that I don't know how I missed uh, growing up is Led Zeppelin. Love Robert Plant now. Um but it is Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. I love that song. Um, really, it's only the first part. I'm not too into experimental kind of prog rock like that. Um, but there are some songs I really like from them. Um, love uh, Robert Plant's voice. He's amazing. 37, uh, and this is the last one. Um but it is When I Lock Eyes With You by um, by Maverick City and Elevation uh, Worship. Oh, my gosh. First off, first off, Maverick City Music, amazing. Chandler Moore, amazing. Just everything about that, their whole vibe is amazing. Just jam band worship, 10-minute songs, my favorite thing right now. And that song, I first heard that when I was at a college service that my church does called One in Auburn. Uh, when I was seeing my friends Noah and Zach, um, we did like a center stage thing. That's very Maverick City, if you don't know that, uh, to have like kind of everyone crowd around like a center stage. Um, but that song is amazing. That's the first time I've ever heard that song, and I still haven't stopped listening to that song. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> that is my childhood cover album. Um, and also this isn't one of the things on there, but my friend Gates, shout out to him. He just sent me a song today that, uh, he said was like, he described as Freebird 2.0 and that is highway song by, who is it by? Oh my gosh. 
Highway Song by Blackfoot. Oh my gosh, that song is so good. It is like uh, Freebird 2.0 with all the guitar solos in there, but it is amazing. Um, yeah, I I don't. I'm about sick and tired of music at this point. Especially, I'm kind of sick and tired of. Um, not sick and tired, but I am a little bit tired of. Um, Loki and Love by the Struts. I listened to that song too many times. I think. Um. Regardless, amazing song. I'm never going to get... Well, I just said I am. <laughs> Regardless, good song. Um, I overplayed it a little bit too much for my own liking. But, um, yeah. Oh, also, I was going to go into my... Just some bands. Shout out some bands I really like. Um, if you ever need some... If you ever need some classic rock to listen to, I'd advise... Um, classic rock, The Beatles, Rolling Stones, Queen, um, Journey. They're more 80s rock. Um, yeah, all those kinds of bands. Um, and then funk. Michael Jackson, uh, would, he's the king of pop, but his, um, Off the Wall album, a ton of those songs are on my funk album. I'll actually, or not album, uh, playlist. I'll talk about that real quick. Ooh, only seven minutes left. Am I going to make it? Hope so. <laughs> uh, where is it? Okay. By the way, my, my funk album, uh, funk playlist. Why do I keep saying album? Funk playlist is called Drip and Groove. And my kind of classic rock and childhood kind of all that music is called Official Garage Plus because I made several playlists, and this is the final one that I'm just adding everything to. Um, but Drip and Groove, my funk playlist. Leave the Door Open by Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Oh, my gosh. That, if, I had, if I had started this earlier, that would have been the new music find of the week. That song is too good. Um, exactly what I needed after... Years of Waiting for Stuff After uh, 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Um, Get Off That Thing. Uh, Get Up Off That Thing by James Brown. That's a good one. Funky Town by Lips Inc. Uh, 1612 by Volpec. Or Wolfpeck. Uh, my friend Jake showed me that. Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Um, Get Down On It that, by Cool and the Gang. That's a big one. Me and my friend group. Uh, Get Lucky uh, by Daft Punk. So yeah, uh, all those kinds of songs. Uh, pop, King of Pop, Michael Jackson. I can go on for days about Michael Jackson. Oh, also, uh, Classic Rock, my favorite musician of all time, Elton John. Too many songs to count. I have a whole playlist dedicated to him and Billy Joel. Um, and then Worship, a lot of Worship artists. Um, Maverick City Music, Hillsong. Uh, they have several different kind of Different bands like Hillsong United, Hillsong Worship, Hillsong Young and Free. Um, they're great. Uh, House Fires is good. Um, all those types of bands. And, yeah, that's honestly just my uh, my music taste. So to go all, overall, go over it all again. Uh, classic rock, kind of pop, funk, worship. I like some country songs, but not many. Oh, also, I would put this under pop. 
John Mayer. Uh, I've recently got into John Mayer over the past couple of years. I think he's more of a fall vibe, to be honest. Um, but that's just me. I mean, he has some summary songs, but uh, slow burning or slow burning, uh, slow dancing in a burning room by him. Uh, me and my friends were just driving in the rain to that song, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's such a vibe." Um, okay, yeah. So that's about it. I'm gonna wrap it up here. Uh, thank you so much for listening to episode two of the Quarterfin Podcast. Um, I've been your host, Philip Dyson, and a uh, reminder to watch my uh, Instagram live uh, Thursday at seven on uh, the Quarterfin Podcast uh, account on Instagram. So yeah, thank you and goodbye.